0: It means one thing, and productive for a social scientist, a concerned social scientist, would be another thing. Well, a concerned social I mean, scientist does not affect social change. No, that's the problem. The people that do generally affect social change... Social body change body. comes when it body. is forced in. It never comes about by <coughs> logic. Right. Uh, it You take any object or it take the sailboat. It never came about as a result of convincing people to put up sails. Some people didn't, some did. Those that did got stuff across the ocean at a lower cost than people that rowed or depended on other teams. Mm-hmm. Now, the people that had sailboats, there were many that, that couldn't make it, and they did this. You'll have to go refer to a book on the subject unless anybody here remembers it. They had boats with a few sails on it and stacks also. You ever see that? Sails and stacks? How many of you remember that? Mm-hmm. Nobody?
1: Yeah. They the couldn't
0: quite let go. Yeah. Now do you know what I mean? And nobody ever saw those pictures and has been involved the boats. They had sails, big fat rolling sails and did stacks. the around the world. What were in the stacks? They, they, yeah. they mm-hmm. had, they had, they had the engines down there. Oh, but they, they also have that, had They had that today in, in the motor sailor The motor sail. That's right. They went back want. to it because in case they, well, you we have to worry all about all that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that—that that is a, a little bit of each. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's like uh, in the jungle. My particular—this is a cartoon. <laughs> you know, this particular character with a bone through his nose or uh, earrings. You see people in Radio City with earrings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That the, they can't quite let go. I don't care if you wear earrings or not. The point is, you will continue to wear them as long as society reinforces you for it. And. Uh, people don't let go of anything unless they get more from something else. And that holds for industry as well. Why should anybody change? Why should anybody buy a desk calculator? Why should any corporation come over to the engineers and say, here's a Christmas present for you? They give them desk calculators. Well, that's fine. They can do ten times the work with it. Get more done in less time. Why does industry do that? Why does industry use adequate lighting for draftsmen? Why does industry give grass pencil sharpeners instead of let them carve its own point? Mm-hmm. Now, industry eventually may give people cars to get home that are reliable. If they live far from industry, it's more efficient. It may be better for industry to send a bus around and pick up all the engineers. Eventually, it'd be best for industry to design a beautiful old glass and steel structure and get put the engineers in there, pick them up in one greyhound, bring them down instead of all those cars. Wouldn't it? in the old days you to pick up the Mexican that uh, big old truck pile them in the back, and bring them to the farms the idea this, this will return it has to on a sheer economic basis now if all the production entities your engineers uh, a certain percentage of them can be out of the corporation but if they have better nutrition less alcoholism less conflict with their families you probably didn't know this but they have psychological consultants at very large industries you can go in there and say I don't get along with my wife whatever the hell it is and they they really don't want problems with people people under problems do not work as well and so we are nearing the time with essential people that they're beginning to consider the physical mechanism of man as part of the productive equipment is that so difficult to understand all right uh, they also found out that uh westinghouse that fluorescent tubes reduce irritability in people and absenteeism, and nervous disorders. A specific weight like that. Yeah, so they changed it. They put an even yellow cast to it. And attendance was up again 70%, 80%. as against 60% under certain conditions. Now, why should they concern themselves with that? Because you're a productive entity. But if they found out through studies that if you work four hours a day productively through a new type of incentive system, you can do more work than eight hours because the performance chart as you arrive in the company, takes a little time to get warmed up. I don't know if you have ever worked for any corporation. Then you work. Then you go downhill again. There's a certain peak period. Learning how to use that. Learning how to generate that and use it. Say you don't work eight hours a day, say you work five. If they learn how to do that, they get a more efficient job. If they find out that you belong to a motorboating club, you play tennis, they might even say, well, you can work four hours a day if you join the tennis club, the company tennis club. And go out to the company golf course. They might even do that. So you talking know about these um, big fat cats that have uh, international holdings all over the world? If you're a productive entity, if you're not a productive entity, the society says, how do you handle non-productive entities? Here's how you handle them. You send them to school free and make them productive entities. Otherwise, they have drag on the culture. Now, how do you get them to be productive entities? Except through a study of behavior and behavioral modification. Now, thereafter, you can plan population control, which is also essential. So I'm just trying to tell you that industry, there's a new drafting pencil. I don't know if John gave it to me or, or a call, but well, I used to sharpen my pencils continuously. This new drafting pencil has a super thin lead and it's always sharp. You don't need to sharpen it. It's, as thin as it is, it has a metal tube reinforcing it on the way down. Is that right? A little metal lead right, tube? Yeah, and you can do your drafting and never sharpen the pencil again. Now, the lead is very thin, it only sticks out a little bit, but it'll give you a hard thin line without sharpening. Now, this is what people want. Eventually, uh, the company may even give them to the draftsmen. Say, here's a gift, it says, you know, Boeing aircraft, here's a pencil. Even though the pencil costs them $10 a piece, full sale. they bought 10,000 of them, see. And they give them out to their engineers, they say, thanks a lot, gee, that's great. The guy is not at the sharpener all the time. So, how much should a company do for its personnel? Well, some companies work this way. If a lot of personnel is available outside the plant, which is what corporations love, and nine of them get sick, it's much easier to get rid of the nine and take in the unemployed, put them to work. They get sick, you get rid of them. You have no responsibility to do anything for anybody. But if your country operates at, say, 80% efficiency, where everybody's working, then you can't do that. You've got to take care of everybody. Now, the people on the outside, if they get sick, there's taxation. A lot of the corporations don't pay taxes. They expand, diversify, so they don't care. But if the taxes ever fall into their hands, which it will ultimately, through technological unemployment, then they have to concern themselves with the entities. In the early days, they take a lot of them, put them in the Marines, or they're thinking of now going back to CC camps and things like that. I think you know about the Carter administration's views. A CC camp used to pay people $60 a month, room and board. Maybe now it'll be 200 a month. But it's cheaper than prisons. It's cheaper than police state. So, they'll do that. Now, once they build these campgrounds for kids, they're going to also find out they're just picking a bunch of leaves in the forest when you're unemployed. There are other things a person can do. And amongst these people, they would give them opportunities to go back to college. And also, if you work and go to school, you're not as productive. Yes? By the people left by the by themselves they'll destroy the society unless uh, occupy they will do what they could destroy the society with crime and... oh yeah absolutely it costs them more not to deal with this no I was reading now recently and not recently just a couple of years ago the telephone company dealing with fiber systems of transmitting telephone signals a little bundle of fiber optics run on the ground uh, and they use lasers. And that takes care of a wiring system that was that large in the early days they move it down to that why are your telephone bills going up? because laser objects can carry much more information in a bundle of those wires and they cost less and so they're using them so anytime the telephone company installs anything is because it costs less not more and it, i don't know why it's so difficult for a lot of people to understand that which i mentioned in the past according to the telephone company not me they said it would take every man woman and child in america to operate the switchboards had they not developed automatic switching devices and things that's that. Sort. so they must with all their installations their major units are getting smaller solid-state chips of technology makes their equipment get smaller meaning less there's automatic overload shutdowns so and you know there's your whole circuit burn out smoke out now there's automatic switches that turned it off before that happens so your operating costs for servicing five to 25 million or 50 million telephones is much less therefore how can the cost go up even though copper wire costs more today but well, once it's installed it doesn't have to be changed every two years copper wire lasts a long time so the installations bring a lot of money in now a very good technique if I were part of the telephone company if I earned uh, let's say 100 million in a year, I might spend 75 million on putting in new equipment and all that sort of thing, instead of giving it to the government. i say, sure, we took in 100 million, but of course there's uh, 50 million dollars to install all this shit, so we're not coming out. See, that we lost 2 million last year, because I bought into diversified industries and other things. Why should they spend the money, why should they give the money to the government? They put it in, they put it in foundations, and all that money can sit there and not be taxed. That's what the Ford Foundation, lot of those organizations are not for the public benefit. So, uh, when I say the March events will change things regardless of the fat cats, regardless of the fact whether they read books or not, they are forced to make those changes. <laughs> now let's talk about the same problem in individual behavior, people. You put a person in an area, and there's a lot of people here that have a fairly common set of values, of whether they're good or bad. This particular individual, that comes into that situation either picks up the general patterns that are dominant and becomes part of that culture or they're outcasts, they're loners there's not too many loners I mean a portion of the population, most people conform now the loners sometimes conform to another group they call themselves the humanists, or the, or the Unitarians that's a small group, or the American Socialist Party or the Freethinkers They're still in a group, they found a group, but there are a hell of a lot of people that are between all systems. They're neither this nor Catholic nor humanist, and that's the loneliest person in the world. And some people in this society do not have sexual identification. They don't know whether they like men or women. And they like all people, but they're not particularly motivated one way or the other. And they were brought up with a unique value system, and very few of those people get together. Because there's nothing they need of each other, so they don't get together. Some people find out that sex is too much trouble. And they, to them it is, so they don't bother with it. Uh, they don't bother with it in the general way other people do. So here you have all of these variations. So society cannot tolerate those variations. Especially if the federal government funded churches. Eventually, the fat cats took over the country. They're not going to make a Lutheran church like this and a Catholic church like that. They're going to build houses of worship. Very nice, very modern, but standardized. It is the oldest people that had changed the concept an architect used to design an elevator for the building you went in that's a hell of a lot of time to make your own elevator get electric motors and technicians to build an elevator Finally, this company otis comes along and they say "Well, look we'll take care of the elevator problem just give us a blueprint to your building they're elevator people then there's another corporation they can air condition the empire state or a log cabin and they'll just give us your blueprints and tell us how many cubic feet you Mm. want to cool off or heat up and they do that, they're engineering concerns. Now why doesn't each architectural concern do that? Because it doesn't pay. Now, in the modern books on, that talk about the future of architecture, they do talk this way now, although they haven't quite got there yet, of making a bathroom unit that's hauled into place in a skyscraper. You can order D4, D5, or D6, or D20 type bathrooms, and they'll install them. So in your architectural design, you just leave out the area. They give you the dimension of their bathroom. They want the, well. They don't have panels yet that you shove in the wall that contain all the electric wiring and the outlets that are that are keyed together with a cannon plug at the junctions or some other system. Because the electrician says, "Now wait a while, you know, I got to put those goddamn plugs in myself. What's going to happen to me?" But once the fat cats take over, those electricians we install working in plants that make this strip installation. And the architects, all they do is call for strip D-25 or strip 4150, or whatever the hell it is and they install it. Now, that's why the fat cats will wind up things and make it more efficient. Because the fat cats have oscillations in the operation of their industry. Humans have oscillations in their lifestyle. The fat cats don't give a shit about that. If you're in at 4 o'clock, do your job, go home at 5. Or whatever, they don't care. But if you cause oscillations in your own life, they really don't give a shit because it doesn't touch their lives, yet. But high productive people, or I'm sure people that are essential to industry, uh, are not treated that way. They're treated as production units. Now, that's a terrible term. Well, that's the way you look at people. You say, I'm not going to see Mrs. Harris, what the hell is she to me? I mean, we don't relate. She's a non-productive unit to you. Well, when the fat cats turn around and say, you've got no use for white trash or niggers, they're talking about them as non-productive humans. The police find that Negroes create a great many problems. They're not concerned. With, they live in poverty, they're overcrowded. Their job is that they see a black man walking through a, a middle-class suburbia and they wonder what he's doing in town. He has to have a plumbing bag or something to show that he, he has something to do. I think it was a, a black man that said to me that if he's late, he ever runs after a bus, people would think he's committed a crime whenever a black man's running he says he's got to walk he can't run the first thing through suburbia now these patterns are probably not dominant but whatever the pattern of a person is they tend to seek out some area of identification because of the nature of society movies books etc. Like and so those that can't identify become part of psychotics anonymous they still come into a group which says i get i get pissed off anything that's just so do i then they find that there are people who get pissed off at similar things. He says, did your wife ever pick up the brush and want to hit you with? Yeah, I didn't know that happened to you. Well, all these people find a subculture here. And they can't live without going from one therapy interaction group to another. Because they get tired of the same goddamn group, too. they don't to another the group. So, they are subcultures. They read a lot about psychology, but there's no behavioral engineering in the group that gives them assignments. I want you to keep a record of how many times you blew your stack this week bring it in next week, then it means the system is not effective. If you go out of a system, they want to know how you're operating. I gave you a set of tools and he never takes his engine apart by hand, pounding away with a hammer. If you give a person a set of tools, did you find them useful? uh uh-uh. Why not? Because I don't know how to use them. So you got to show a person how to use the tools. Someday, therapy groups, I don't like to use that term, where people come to learn newer methods of human behavior and problem solving. They come into that group, they're given an assignment, first you identify the areas where you don't function too well then they give you a set of tools and you keep a record how many times you blew your stock and threw the plumbing on the ground because it didn't fit, they keep a record of that in a given set of activities, in other words if you go to work every day you have to measure the conditions under known situations and you can see that therapy system D or K is working or another system is not as effective. Now, I want to show you at this point the danger of statistical controls. Let's say Birgit comes up with a system of therapy, which she yells at the people, and they come back, and she thinks she knows what, what what's pissing him off, and she builds up a system like that, and then she runs it for a period of three months, and the behavior moves down a little bit, less effective, down to this point, and so they cut out funds. That new system, in a year and a half, may go way up like this. This may be the early stages of change. I believe, as as an invention, I'll tell you about it sometimes, sometimes I invent something, and it's all right, and I don't like it too much, because it isn't as perfect as I'd like to see it, so I modify it, it's much worse. How many of you ever did that? You worked on something, and it came off bad, terrible. And I said, Jesus Christ, I thought progress looks like this. In all books, it all shows the history of progress, 1929. The truth is that people don't tell you all the things they mix together and they burn their fingers and nothing happens. So progress, progress probably looks like this. Sometimes like that and then BAM! The guy croaks on something he's working on. He's consumed by toxic fumes. And, and sometimes progress looks like this and then BOOM! Right over here. I'm sure if you can recall, most of us don't keep a record of that, because we're ashamed. We say, how are you doing? Is you're coming right along. You don't say, the, these, the, the last four months, I've gone downhill continuously and used more equipment at a higher cost and found less and less in that area of research. And the guy comes in, he says, look, I don't want to hear that. I just want production. I want you to get it out. So he fakes his records. He says, learned a lot about the reflex of the eye, a lot of retinal response. You have to write up a fucking report and ad-lib. You know, they've done enough. And so the Finance Committee says, yes, they're making progress. Finance Committee loves this chart moving up. So does industry. Industry, when they install a new machine, a bottling machine or anything else, I can assure you that the production run runs like this and once it breaks down, a four-month supply of Coca-Cola is not delivered. Because they've installed $5 million worth of equipment. And when is the jam? Bingo! So, How do you do a statistical study on a science of behavior? Very difficult to do. Because you can't allot a time and say, well, I'll give you nine months on that new therapy system in prison, and the guys are committing more crimes. Well, that therapy system may be part of the mechanism of change. When you enter a group or you meet people or a person that changes your way of thinking, if you were about here, during that change you drop down. Do you believe that? so guy says hell I'm not going to that thing anymore I've been dropping down the drop down is what what is that drop down exactly yeah does that do when you go like your therapist they'll start handing you some labels after a while and you begin to see the things that you might have been worried about and then it'll depress you for a while and you'll slip back until you're able to come back to regain your stature again and start moving from that as a new plateau also the mountain of things if he hands you too many at once it's let so me tell you what's we'll wrong with you you'll wipe you that's why friends walk over and says what kind of person am I really to you? How do you feel about me? Versus I never even give you a thought. You're not worth a shit. No, no, people don't talk about like that. But therapists might. Group encounters might, and you get up and say, my wife yaks so much. She says, well, how about you? Don't you yak too much? People come at each other and they they fight back. And at least the encounter group, they get a rough idea of other people being somewhat like themselves. So we've got that problem in statistical mechanics. It hasn't been licked yet. Now, how would you suggest if statistical mechanics means anything and there are non-productive results, how are we going to use statistical mechanics to safeguard uh, the stopping of appropriations for a given po- uh, system of research because the results haven't been forthcoming in two years? They give you time, some companies. <coughs> a friend of mine many years ago invented a, uh, a cellulose tape recorder. It didn't exist. There were wire recorders when I was a kid. This guy took some, some of the cigarette uh, strip that you had to pull off the pack of cigarettes he took that thin strip and he bought a roll of it and he put it in a mechanism and he had a needle resting against And he cut that cellophane he just he just indented it and he played music and it was very cheap this is non-magnetic domain it's just embossing various types of plastic and the company gave him uh, a year and then he was making progress and the human voice almost sounded good and then it sounded very good but music didn't sound good you guys said look we spent uh, Seventy-five thousand dollars on this goddamn project. We want results, and he gave them another two months, and they cut out. Because they gave you the reason why they cut out. The real reason they cut out is not because he wasn't giving results. They didn't have a, a, an unlimited bank supply there. Finance. They had other things. They could buy new parts, new hardware, new machinery, or invest in a in a magnetic recorder. Now watch this. Suppose you went to a doctor, and you had uh, <coughs> certain types of cancer. That was very difficult to get at in different parts of the body, and they they thought they might control it. Instead, they aggravated it. You don't walk over to the doctor and say, How much did you get last year? Now you're getting a buck a week. The results are very poor. That's statistic. <clears throat> We're cutting you out, but I gotta eat. You, you don't function. My brother-in-law had cancer, he died. My sister-in-law had cancer, she died. He gave radiation therapy, they lost their mind. <laughs> he got rid of the brain tumor, this guy was a drooling idiot, and he collapsed. Uh, protein poisoning. You no. Know, <clears throat> how can you how can you take medicine? Are you know they've spent on cancer up to this time? Quite a bit. Well, statistically this is what they've spent on cancer. The results, there are results, but there's certainly, certainly nothing like the kind of money put in. So, would you cut that out? There's a reason why people don't cut that out. Do you know why? What if they cut that out? They'll cut anyone out in the industry that doesn't function. What not they cut out? programs that don't produce the medicine because they're subject to cancer you they are subject to cancer they are subject to the same things that other people are so they have to they have to be interested in heart transplants because especially the upper middle class they're very much interested in heart transplant there's a lot of money given to the heart fund although it might not be a major killer does anyone know what the major killers are in this country disease. Hmm? Disease. all right the, 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 is it funded? Is, the, is it the major funded area? Right. And you remember when, uh, those of you that were around then, but Franklin Delano Roosevelt had once contracted infantile paralysis, this president had it. It was heavily funded, much more than other areas, because somebody important had that disorder. So, getting back to statistical controls, how effective are they, and how can you work out a statistical method? For the allocation of funds in regions that are not well known, any suggestions? How would you handle that? Start from the beginning, from your budget, and say we're going to give you this much money, and when you spend it, it's spent. Oh, doesn't that sound like that—that something like this—that the guy had swallowed some kind of toxic crap, and he's able to regurgitate it, and it takes a month and a half. And the guy is almost up here about to regurgitate the guy says i spent a lot of money on it <laughs> and he cuts it out there <laughs> and it remains in you you know because we don't i don't think you can do that in the health sciences i don't think you can do that in the behavioral sciences you can't do it in machine technology you working on a certain invention you worked with great enthusiasm and then you came right near failure for some reason or really. and you said i don't know whether to get off or stay with it and he stayed with it he got up here and the guy says no again and he went down he almost got off they stayed with it again and it worked. Now, if he does that 11 times on some complex system, he's going to be, uh, the next time he goes and applies for a patent, he's going to apply it, reapply it, modify and reapply. But if you're the first time you put out and they reject and says, I guess I'm not an inventor. I want to go back to brickland or something else. Many people that are novice in the field that come in brand new are really a part of the history of art. All newcomers to any field make a lot of mistakes, so to speak. They make a hell of a lot of But it is not, when a person works in their garage and you see them making mistakes, you see them moving in the wrong direction, you say, gee, I thought you were very smart. You were going all this wonderful engineers. You know, I see, you putting a little glue on some paper. you know. I expect to get results from that. No, so people work privately because their friends come in and they annoy them. They want Jesus crying, oh, to try to, oh, you probably going to They come in like, for somebody else to try to put a flat surface on you, so you're be going to teach your fingers so much. I don't know and people bother people who well, say you're interested in photography you and you put uh you shake the photograph while you you hang the photograph on you, you shake it back while like you click your camera and you get an extended shot of a house it's sort of an elongated uh, elongated picture of a house something like a lot of lines dulling off into the background and the guy's "What the hell is that crazy thing well <clears throat> i would say the search doesn't have any limits as to what good research is or bad research I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea, to do anything. (coughs) This may be significant at a later date in another certain situation. Now, I remember my mother, she used to put lots of olive oil in frying pan, lots of it. And she'd let it go for a long time. And I used to watch the shimmering lines going up all the time and hold it up at the horizon and watch the horizon shimmer, you know, in the background. Now, I always used to watch that. I found it interesting. Also driving a car, you see, in the desert. And that impressed me. I didn't know what for, but I was just impressed by it. But years later, we had a miniature rocket taking off from the movie set, and it was blasting away here, but uh, it just didn't look right, so I fried some oil and put it in front of the camera and boiled it, you know. And the shimmering lines, when that blast came out of the rocket, the whole atmosphere was shimmering in front of it. So, I said, what's the use of that? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know what use it is me holding up a polished stainless steel tube, looking at light, and watching the interesting patterns in it then i'll move around then instead of holding it up at light i will cut a piece of cardboard with a a sort of a cross-like aperture in it or i'll sort out of metal a cross-like aperture and put it in a steel pipe and put a light behind it you get very interesting especially if you shift the light you get double x's going around too. then you take linear patterns and put them in there and then they begin to cut out zigzag patterns now what the hell is a practical thing in that i really don't know I have no idea but years later years later people want to build a movie set with a tunnel and a train going through the tunnel and then you learn how to work out a ring effect of light so the rings travel through the tunnel and uh, you know because you've observed that phenomenon in a spiral in the back of a highly polished tube looks like that the camera in that tunnel looks like the train is moving at a hundred miles an hour you don't need to build a tunnel and roll the camera through it so (coughs) Curiosity in some instances pays off and sometimes it puts you in jail and sometimes you get burnt as a witch and sometimes you get the shit kicked out of you and sometimes your girlfriend leaves you because you're not making any money fooling around with glass tubes or whatever the hell you're doing. So no one can say what the appropriate direction is. I know this. In learning to throw dice, there may be some significance in that. But I still prefer to look up a stainless tube with lines in it or something more like that, than sitting around playing cards, because I would feel that there may be even some productive stimulus in cards. But out of the 4,000 card games you play a year, I think if you look through tubes and other things like that, if you have multidisciplines, meaning if you're interested in many areas, you will find a use for it. But if you look through a glass tube, and you look through a sp- water spiraling down a, a drain with different substances or, or fluids and a different viscosity, different color, you're going to get an interesting pattern. Well, interesting, show it to your friend, put it on the shelf. But if you're not in chemistry, special effects or anything, you may never, ever get to use it. So people become... The road through life is really something like this for most people. As you move off the path and come back occasionally, you can bring new things. But the further you move off the path, the more trouble economically, socially, behaviorally, when you move off the path. I'm not suggesting that you don't move off the path or stay on the path. I wouldn't even dare suggest that but if a person moves off here they're called far out and far out may be way in in the next two years everybody that's far out is way in what's far out it rocks. all right so we we really don't know a lot of things and I'm saying this I don't know what good random piddling is meaning if you hold a thing in your hand and spin it around spin a rock on a glass surface that's piddling in general and people come into the area say to kids now what the hell are you spinning that goddamn rock on a table why don't you go and do your homework because they may learn something about centrifugal force they may learn something no matter what you do if you stick your finger up a cat's ass you'll learn that you can't get it all the way in you'll learn something but, so, I cannot put limits on what people ought to do, except in the regions of experimenting with other people, inflicting pain upon them. In fact, there was an article in the, the Anti-Vivisectionist magazine. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. For the first time, it made sense. It showed this synthetic, uh, human that gets heart attacks and regurgitates. You must have seen that. They give him a shot to revive him and he goes through, uh, all kinds of trauma, and the eye pupils contract, you know, dilate, and uh, it's connected to a computer. And this magazine suggests, why can't we simulate biological effects on computers instead of killing cats and dogs? Now that's interesting. But the only thing that matters these people is they don't suggest how that's done. Yeah. How do you do that? <clears throat> In other words, it is possible today to feed a computer with a probable combinations, chemical combinations, and get some kind of probable results on a computer. But there are areas that are not well known. If you add too many different things, and the temperature and everything else, it's very difficult for the computer to track down uh, data that hasn't been verified in the past. It has to be within the realm of known phenomena. Although they've done that to this day, which I mentioned before, on aircraft. They've been able to simulate aircraft conditions on a computer. Put it through barrel roll, flight, takeoff, rate of climb, and modify the design. Even though they have a visualized display of this plane, which has never been built, they can, to a large extent, do that in machine design. But there are certain things they can't do in machine design. You don't include quality control in a production design. Something may break down in the line, and you get a hell of a lot of pots and pans that are stamped with distortion. So they design something in the line to cut that out. That doesn't pay unless you have a national contract for pots and pans. It doesn't pay to make a machine so sophisticated that it can measure all changes or the beginnings of changes in pots and pans unless you're turning them off by the zigzag. So quality control has to be installed where you're turning out things in, in large quantities. Now what's quality control in human behavior? If I find a way to behave and it works for me. By the time I get through imparting that method to other people, society has already undergone some kind of change, and that system may be no longer adequate. If I gave you an adequate point of view for this culture, two years from now, it may be obsolete. You may read Future Shark and say, my God, the views that he gave me about decency and brotherhood are obsolete. So, talking about human growth is a difficult subject. It has to be in context of an existing civilization with existing population and dominant values then you can spell out optimal behavior within a certain covering certain parameters of that society which make it effective, an effective range outside of that but if you don't have the parameters of an existing society, the factual occurrences, dominant values of that what do you adjust to? (coughs) all right now a subculture adjusts to certain areas within that society can't fit in, they go out here and they come back to this area because that's the only area they can identify with so you have spots in your culture what we call social oscillations in the behavioral continuum so what we'd like to do here is try to identify what we must talk about the kind of studies we must make and how allocations ought to be presented in solving a problem whether it's the right amount or wrong amount and say this whenever funds are cut out it isn't that you didn't put out enough results you may be near things we've made a decision we may be wrong we're cutting out the funds now if somebody knows that you get it sooner or later and they stay with you you say i, I don't care i'm going to stay with you my grandfather died, left me two million dollars you may wind up fifty thousand in the hole if you keep staying with me. It was an interesting venture, I believed in the guy, you can believe in the guy, the guy can be absolutely honest, but not a lie the end goal. And you say, well look, let the foundations handle, I'm not going to take my <coughs> grandfather's savings and put it in some venture that Fresco wants it into. You can do that. Or well, you can get $25,000 and not put it into a venture Fresco wants it into. And somebody else might put $20 in there, and it might go real well. But the probability of it going real well there are too many contingencies, too many other factors. I can never tell you where to invest your time or your money or what person to spend time with. You make that decision. And so there are people that we dislike, actually dislike, sometimes for projected reasons. At a later date, we learn that they were projected reasons, and we like them more than anyone else we've ever known. Because we never really look at those people a certain way. Does not know what I'm talking about? So decisions made at different times. There are many people that were going together for many years and they split. And it was years later that they realized that was a pretty good setup. Happens all the time. Or it was a pretty lousy setup. It happens both ways. So when you come here, I'm not really able to tell you what to do. But I certainly can warn you about certain things, such as thinking that you've identified all the problems or thinking that there's a way to actually evaluate the general direction. There isn't always. You come up to me and say, working on some odd thing far out, I'm going to look at it and say, it's very interesting. But I'm not going to say, have you considered the practical values? I I don't know. How do I know that? No. Once you do that, you pat the person on the shoulder and say, keep going in that direction. And they go and they're broke. And they find out that 800 other people invented that thing. They spent a lot of money on models and everything else and the thing's out. Not only is he broke, he's in the hock. Seven thousand dollars. Because I encourage him, there, there, go ahead. Stick to it. <laughs> and he says, then you kept your mouth shut. I was about to quit. Then so when a person comes up and says, What do you think I ought to do? I got five thousand dollars and I want to stick it somewhere. They say, well, do what you want with it. He said Well, I don't know it. Do. Go ahead and do anything you think you want to do with it. But when you start saying, Well, put it in my beauty parlor." <laughs> see? They put it in your hairdresser shop and something and it goes broke. The guy says, I had to listen to you. This person doesn't sit back and say, well, you worked your ass off, didn't work. Very few people can do that. You worked your ass off and it didn't work. There are very few corporations that come over to you and give you a three year project and the guy get no results at all, all negative, come in with a cigar and say him, $40,000, take a goddamn three year cruise, all the work you've done, what you've tried to do corporation, corporations, American It works out. And, you come in after the vacation, they say, we've got a brand new lab for you, and you. you, don't work as hard as you get too much sleep, because they have the same devotion to you as though you succeeded. And I think that's the attitude that's legal. Not to downgrade people when they work at something and don't come up with the answers. Is everybody anybody that doesn't see that? You can work your ass off on hair transplants and not succeed. The guy loses the three hairs that he had on the side with your new technique. But the guy did work to try to do the job. And these are the kind of attitudes that I think would make it so much easier to get along with all kinds of people. But we always have a performance chart in front of other people. All of us. We carry a glass chart. And I say, this is how Taylor ought to perform. On my own glass chart. And I get mad at Taylor because he doesn't match my glass chart. The point is, look at, your, look at yourself in the mirror and hold up that glass chart. Oh, shit, this thing has got no merit at all. This is Do you think that there uh, may be a relationship between what you would call good writers and hack writers that that are good writers, but they can't sell their work, they become hack writers, they grind out lots of stuff. Do you think that there might be a parallel in research? Where if you take on a sophisticated idea, you have to haggle every inch of the way? And if you take on something more simplistic, people recognize it and say you're practical, you're a genius. Does anybody here have difficulty understanding that? If you work along more, more formalized lines, the hair curlers are dead in front of own, and you put the hair But putting your hair in front of a sweeping body is not mean curls against the would right? uh, have a lot of delay before public acceptance. You have to go through medical studies and <laughs> studies and things of that sort. With the advent of electricity uh, and Volta, the voltaic pile and Volta's experiments with the frog's legs moving, I used to medical profession in the early days, they had all kinds of high and generators. They had Tesla coils. all sorts of sticking it in people. You know, sticking it on the eyeball you couldn't see. And they shocked the shit out of people. They had everything. They had hand generators. They connected up your hands to see if they could decrease the pain of the piles. They did everything. In fact, every medical office had nothing but electronic instruments in the early days. Crude electrical devices. I mean, real crude. And, and then the chiropractors... Took them on by the thousands. See, yeah. Officers with maybe $10,000 worth of elect- electrical equipment. The only then the medics pulled away from them because they considered it a side check. They used to put people in a cage. I'm talking about the medical profession. In a cage up on insulators. And here they guys sit on a chair, insulated. And they connect high voltage to them. And there were sparks running all over the guy to the Audi cage. You ever see those children pictures? That's stuff they used to do there, too. Yeah? And so <laughs> and so mm-hmm. they thought electricity was a magical force to produce life. They even quoted Kryl, the origin of life and electrical phenomena. And they were trying that, and it became associated with quackery. All kinds of electrical cures, you know, did come in. Come out what? Out did come even if it did. Yeah. The guy says it may have been due to psychological attitude. It may have, <laughs> but what comes out of treating brain tumors? with a gigantic x-ray machine you're burning out the tumor, how effective are the results? Who keeps the score? I mean, you have to have an outside group to keep the medical score, not medics. When, when they say to a hospital, yeah, take it in. Use this swine field inoculation. This is a good setup. And, and they find that there's a little breakdown here and there. They can pull back. But who watches the medics? And who, who surveys the police and the judges? Other policemen? Who is going to monitor? the system. How do you work out a system of, uh, of watching the educator? Is it another educator that watches educators? How the hell do you monitor people without prejudice? Mm-hmm. Any suggestions? How would you... suppose you, you wanted the FBI to behave well <coughs> uh, you were operate under the fact that John here knew what good behavior is. John would know all about the proper deals. He'd also have to know the problems of the CIA and the FBI. He'd have to know that they can't get secrets unless they pay off. And they don't want to see somebody in power. This government says, look, block anything to be disadvantaged, the disagreeable us. We don't necessarily want to know how you do it, We'll get the job done, that's your business, and we'll give you so, many, so much fun. Then he goes on, and he writes a nasty letter to a communist, which comes from the Ku Klux Klan, and he sends communist uh, letters false to the Klan, saying you want to be burnt, run out of town for the daily worker. He makes it up and he hopes they fight each other, and clobber the shit out of each other. Well, he's doing his job, doing a good job. If you associate with former subversives, that means that you might find some of their ideas interesting, and you might be a threat. If he goes out to the Boeing Corporation every day and leaves my corporation, which is General Dynamics, and he's only out a lot with Boeing engineers, I don't like that. Unless he comes in and says, let me tell you what Boeing is on, Then I like it. But if he keeps going out there, I don't know what he's doing. I don't like this guy going to Cuba and then Russia and then three months in China and then come back and work a general dynamic. I'm not, uh, this isn't true about my feelings. I'm just saying if I have a country and my notion of what is good is good and anybody behaves any other way is a threat. So I think the CIA is doing what you call the fat cats would like them to do. All right. I think that the CIA is consistent and com- comprise of loyal Americans. Really. That want to keep America going in a given line their line of what loyal americans happen to be and so they're consistent why should a fireman support uh, some other the painters union or put funds into the painters ball he's not interested so try to understand the cia agent i'm not asking to invite him for coffee i'm just suggesting that you consider for one moment that these people are consistently idiotic with the system that breeds them that's all i'm saying they're no good no good in our terms, we're no good in their terms. We're, we're what we call liberals, you know, liberals, shithead. Impractical dreamer. Let me tell you what liberal is. A liberal guy who wants to support all the bums that don't want to work. And all you do is hand them a check. And you say, why don't you pick up the leaves in a park and they say, well, I got a bad back. And so you even send them to a clinic to give them treatments. They don't even have a bad back. They're maladjusted. You say, now you want to send them to psychiatrists because they're maladjusted. Stop feeding them, they'll work. What well, up, a big food kitchen? If they got any coupons, they don't eat. Stop giving guys handouts. guy come out in the streets and say, I'm out of work and give me a quarter of a cup of coffee. Don't get a job, you goddamn bum. <laughs> no, they're going to work, and they probably will, if you did it that way. If you had people on an island who just don't feed anybody, who doesn't want to work, and no handouts are permitted, you'll have a lot of people lined up there to pick up garbage and do whatever you want them to do. Again, I'm not advocating this. I'm just saying... But that is a point of view. Now, why are these guys saying that? Goddamn damn, don't want to work. Because they've got so much change in their pockets. And they' are is supporting people, and their windows are still dirty on their cars. Then they have another guy a quarter, and the tire needs changing. And I figured I'd give him a half a buck and he'd change the tire. What, they, what they're asking for is, you make my arrowheads, and I'll glue the feathers on the back of your arrows. But if he comes up and he says, geez, that's a nice arrow, guy can have one. You know, I haven't had an arrow in years give one and he catches something and you never get any of that lamb stew you never get anything and then he comes out after he's eating his lamb stew farting and belching with a gut ache he says I haven't got enough money to go to the hospital and he pays the bill this is the way those people look at people who don't want to work they see themselves doing all the work and the other people living on handouts now I don't see it that way I see the other people as victims like a cripple, a broken leg, a hearing aid needed, or bad eyesight and people that have been conditioned not to want to work. I see them just as a cerebral product as you see a physical product with a broken leg. A guy doesn't want to work, a girl doesn't want to work. I can understand the work has been unpleasant. But there's nothing wrong with them. They're not asking for a handout. They're finding out that if they can get by without working, it's easy on their nervous system. They get very nervous working and feel ill at ease. And work is very annoying and painful to lose a lot of stress. Yes, you know that's the truth. And it does. So who's right? They're all right. But you live in a country that doesn't consider all of those aspects. So you have problems. Okay. I would just say that in the future if you want to get a divorce and does not what are you waiting for, move out. <laughs> but you don't have to go anywhere for it. What is it that you don't understand about these attitudes? I think that the that it's true that the Klan evolved as a result of conditions that occurred in the South they really did occur after the war, free the slaves so to speak they did walk through town and did get drunk and they weren't educated and they didn't work as hard and they did walk over to white women and grab them I'm not saying that's good or bad they did a lot of things, you can say now wait a while we're gonna nail them by their toes on a tree in the heart of town upside down so that any other nigger that sees that, they keep your eyes off white women. I'm not talking about the value of being right or wrong, or good or bad. They didn't know how to control it any other way. And when they did that, they didn't have as much problems with the Negroes. Now, if you give the Negroes total freedom, or anyone else total freedom, without education for it, and the finances to back it up, and a place to go to express it, then you're going to have chaos i would suggest to you that if you gave all the old-time army men of world war ii three months off with pay you'd have your jails filled a lot of bloodshed and beatings do you buy that or you're not sure gone through that. you say you do you if you, know you gave you army know. men those type of men three months off with pay they're not going to night school they're not going to buy uh, the theory of the leisure class and introduction to social science they're going to go a certain route because they're not educated to go another route so the point is this: Do you ever give out funds, or do you provide people with an environment? This is what I'm always talking about. Instead of handing people funds, you provide them with an environment for modification. <coughs> he says, yeah? What kind of environment? Are there pool holes there? And, and I say, "No, there's just study, and learning, and experiment, and, and you know, constructive things." That I can see there are people who associate a very negative feeling with classrooms study and homework and all that sort of thing yes they're would commit suicide if had a research company and it was putting out was making a fortune and uh had very talented people and they said we're making so much money here and we're so proud of you we're gonna have pools and tennis courts and within a year uh, if you didn't have any control, that you, the people would go to the tennis court. As soon as they run into the smallest problem in the laboratory, and they say, Jesus Christ, I have in this but we have to help this, I want to go do this a yeah, while, the nice. next thing you know, uh, you, you've lost them. And I think that's really what's happened, is that uh, if you, you can't really blame people. Now, the people who stay in the laboratory and work are those that aren't interested in swimming or playing tennis. Yeah. That's all. That, uh, you, there's certain things you can't, certain freedoms you cannot get. Okay. You use a different terminology we say this that in instead of that we say this that uh, that you interest people in particular things and so arrange affairs so that they have to do exercise to get to this point that's all that you travel by bicycle make it available and and so they get their exercise without saying you got to do this every day but you arrange the circumstances you know what i mean like i said before the rowboat to get to the island of the concert whatever the kids want to do in that island If there's a rock concert There's a boat that takes two kids to row there, so every morning they go out there, that's where the facilities are kept. But don't put it down. You're right, if you have a, a coffee place you can go to where the boys hang out, and there's a job for you to do here, in the machine shop, and you run into a jam. The material didn't come in, or the goddamn lathes began to vibrate, or you cut your finger, or anything your girlfriend said no, you might go down to the center. And that's what Greenwich Village used to be. A hell of a lot of people used to get together and say, I wrote forty five books and none of them published. The goddamn system. And so whatever it is, they get together there and they have a another port place here. And they go home and life becomes unbearable with a wife or kids. They come back to the coffee house. The coffee house was a therapy center in the early days. You close that coffee house, you have a lot of problems. That exists in universities also. There are places where people go when nothing's going on. What do you have in your school? Uh, you know, student union where you have bowling alleys. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. There more have to be found there, but if you didn't have them there, they'd be out to bars in other places. So, again, I'm not putting a value judgment. On it. I'm just trying to say that if you know where it is that you want to go and you know what it is that you want to do, then it's an environment that has to be designed that will generate what you ultimately hope for. Now, the next question, person asked. What about the present? There are no environments, There are people suffering. What do you do in the present? Now, well, the reason that I never answer that question is because I have absolutely no authority in the present. <coughs> because what you want to do is for the future. What can we do now? Well, they turn to me. They call on the telephone and say, "What can we do now? My brother-in-law is sick. Has no legs. Can't get around. The government won't give him a wheelchair. Now, not in the future." I say, "Tough shit," because now is the way things are. What I'm talking about is what things might be. That's what happens when you've got a continent, and somebody suggests we build a railway across the country so we can get materials to California, and bring materials from California to the East Coast. And I said, you mean to say that uh, instead of a wagon train coming here and breaking down the rail system would be more economic? Yes, it would be. He said, but right now, I can't get my goddamn cattle over here. Well, I said, start working on the advocacy of a new system that's in 10 years now i want the cattle to move now what do you do right now well people that are planning newer communities are almost demanding that the telephone company lay the lines underground they don't want all these poles and wires sticking up they are planning for tomorrow but what do you do right now people keep asking me that what do you do right now as though i had my fat finger on a computer in washington and can remedy the problem i can't i can't remedy a fucking thing all i can tell you is that the future is part of where most of you are going. We don't know how long we're going to live. So you think in terms of the project building of a railway, the possibility of ending crime in the streets, not by more jails, but by the things we talked about here. So the future is a very definite concern. But if you sit back and say, well, what practical views have you got? I think even when you invest money in the stock market, there's a practical kind of investment by knowing industrial trends. You can make a better judgment. Than others, but no one can really tell you for certain what to do with yourself, because yourself is a set of values that they don't have. Now, any questions about that area? For some reason or other, a lot of people have had trouble in that area. So stuck with it tonight, see if I can clarify that. If you don't, let's go for